Hi, my name is Chris Little, and I am the host of The Lifestyle Chase. In 2018, I started this show to have meaningful conversations. I've interviewed over a hundred different people, both in and out of the fitness industry. This podcast is something I'm incredibly proud of. Welcome to season four. Thanks for joining me. All right. So welcome to the Lifestyle Chase. I am joined by my friend and past client, Ryan Robles. So he he actually gave me a trick in order to pronounce his last name well, and is basically like someone without a robe. And that I loved it and it stuck with me. And so I hope that as you see the name spelled out, that you'll also be able to use the same tip. But uh, I want the audience to get to know who you are, what you're all about. So uh, what, what's your intro, Ryan? Hey, well, I guess you know how to pronounce my last name now. Just, we're on a Zoom call. I, I am wearing a shirt. I'm not rolled this right now. Um, yeah, my name is Ryan. I, I have worked with Chris all the way going back to 2019 2018 um i've been on his spin journey been on his personal training journey um taking that journey myself uh, being a part of his um and on the side i guess my day job i'm an engineer uh, i don't know if a lot of people know that but that's that's what i do in the day well i mean i think it's cool that you're an engineer because that's one of those jobs that people don't get a chance to kind of like do a deep dive on so what I would be curious to know is like kind of what were the stepping stones that led towards your career path? Oh, well, I guess my dad was an engineer back home, uh, not here. I guess science, technology, the math, I was always good at it. And that kind of was always my linear path. I've never thought of anything else uh, when I was younger. It's once high school hit and once university was ready to go. It was, hey, we're applying to become an engineer, and there was really no looking back. What kind of engineer? Maybe was the question mark uh, at some point in time, um, but always, always an engineer for me. So in, in the space of engineering, that's a challenging role. Um, have you found academia to be easy for you? Was there certain habits that you had to keep throughout your like, uh, like junior high, senior high journey? Oh, sure. I mean... High school, junior high, high school, I, I was always a, a good student, uh, to say the least. Uh, teacher's bet, etc. <laughs> Mom's favorite kid, sorry to, to my siblings to say that. Or, um, always studious, so I've always taken time. The transition from high school to university was, was huge. A uh, big learning curve for me, especially in first year, coming from 90s, 100% A, straight A student. Seeing myself in first year kind of hit that wall like not knowing how to study not knowing how to fit in kind of that university atmosphere um i mean eventually i figured out it's hey get your head in the books kind of i mean this was your goal you wanted to become an engineer sit down start uh, getting in the books doing kind of putting in the work to get yourself to where you want to be um so after that after first year second year i kind of started getting how to study properly um on to us like I, I did pull in some late nights just sleeping at my desk at home and kind of giving meals etc to do that but I mean it was a challenge for me to 
to kind of persevere through that, uh, in a sense, maybe I had to, and maybe that's what they've always told us as, as young engineers is, Hey, first year, second year, we're going to absolutely put you through the ringer to, to see if you have what, 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 it, what you need to become an engineer. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I took that to heart and like seeing my first, what, C or, or D on a paper was just heartbreaking for me. And I, I couldn't stand it like that. That's me. It's like, I do not want to fail. And I had to just push myself. And from third year, fourth year up, it was, it was good. <laughs> report cards, report cards. So they say we're good. And my marks were going up there. I was, I was starting to ease in and fitting in as much as I can uh, in the university atmosphere. Um, so, and I guess in that sense too, was fitting in in university with all these new people was, I guess I always saw myself as a black sheep. That was something I couldn't carry on when I was younger, like junior high, high school. I was fairly popular, like I had a good set of friends and moving into university, absolutely not knowing anyone and kind of having that. And even then, I, I mean, looking back, I, I never truly fit in, but I, I did the best I could to, to succeed and, and get here. Love it. I mean, like there, there's... A lot of directions that we could go with that and one of the directions that i'll choose is as you're facing that first couple of years of school like towards being an engineer and you're finding you're coming across your first obstacles your first stumbling blocks where did you look to for inspiration or for hope or to reassure yourself that it was going to be worth it well i guess i mean my mom raised have kids uh on her own uh two older sets and then the three of us the younger ones um by herself for however long so my dad passed away in 1998 so she put in the work for the three of us to get to where she wanted us to be so i mean that was one of the things i i looked at as a drive is hey i'm not doing it for myself i'm, I'm doing it to to kind of help my mom out at the end of the day and, and to prove to her that, hey, all the hard work that she has shown us is as I've taken it on, we've taken it on as, as our kids to, to keep on persevering through that. So what are some other things that you kind of pull from, from your mentors or family members in your life that have uh, shaped you into the human that you are today? Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have a handful of good friends that I've carried through junior high, high school to even today. Um, one of my oldest friends is, we've been friends for 35 years or, or so, uh, so our entire lives. They've, I guess having friends for that long, it teaches you like loyalty. Like we all have different paths in our lives and we all have different opinions, but at the end of the day, we look, always look over after each other um, always there to support each other whether that's moving or having trouble with school having trouble with work at home like having that support group um, behind me throughout everything that has gone on in my life uh, and knowing that I was loyal to them they're loyal to me uh, through anything has been a good uh, piece to carry on with me love it so I've always kind of been curious, like I know your story, but I kind of want to showcase it on on the show here, just with your introduction to Spin. I know you've uh, explored different studios, you've been part of different communities, 
But what was like that, uh, the turning point that kind of got you into the studio in the first place? Okay. No, good, uh, good question. So I played a lot of sports when I was younger, uh, into my older age, um, always getting hurt. Uh, we had a new office student and one of the good, uh, one of my good coworkers, last friends uh, at the place I was working at that time. I'm walking in the office. I hear them talking about spin all the time and I'm running my mouth like I could do this easy, easy peasy. So they issued me a challenge one day um, to go out to, I think it was Spin Unity at a time, awesome studio when it was still here to try it out and kind of walk the walk or walk the talk. Went to the class. Um, it went horrendous for me for the first half hour until something kind of clicked. And it's like, hey, you know what? You're, you're in one of these situations where you feel like you're failing, so you better buckle up and, and figure it out. And kind of halfway through that class, I'm like, okay, I can do this. Like, they've issued you a challenge. You're going to rise up to it, so so let's do that. After that class, it was, I mean, I fell in love with it. I wasn't good at it. Again, it's like, I want to be better. Uh, I went to the office the next day. I, I joked around saying, hey, give me one year. I'm going to become a spin instructor. Jokingly, obviously. Um, and I guess, lo and behold, I, I was. It's, it was, I was riding at True Ride. Kind of any studio that was out there, giving myself a, a good background or a good foundation to, to become a good spin instructor. I, I say that without really the intention of becoming a spin instructor. <laughs> um but somehow I did is I was riding at True Ride, uh, which you were from. Um, I was sitting in a class. Uh, it was one of Faro's classes, actually, sitting beside Loma. And they were talking to me, and Faro just planted that seed. Or, I mean, I was joking, but she planted that seed. She asked me, she was like, hey, we have something coming up. What do you think about doing this? And I guess right at that moment, is I looked at myself and right in my head and my heart, I'm just like, hey, maybe you do have an opportunity to kind of make your jokes or your dreams come true and 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 walk the talk uh, like you joked about in, in the office. So that was kind of how it started. And being in that role, like what was the, the magic for you? Like everybody's got a different takeaway from being an instructor. So what what sparked your interest once you're in that role uh it was the i guess there's there's a lot of answers to that uh, a lot of it was seeing my journey throughout like one one and a half years starting out a spin slowly becoming better at it and never truly conquering it um then to finally become a spin instructor and then seeing my own journey reflect uh in a lot of the riders. Um, again, my background is I've, I've been injured all this time. Spin has been a good recovery, I guess, exercise for me. Easy on the knees, easy on the back. Um, having riders come into class like, hey, we have this, like, will this help me? And to to kind of give them my story, my short, quick background on that, and that, hey, yeah, you know what? If you stick with it, uh, we can get each other through this get each other recouped uh, and better at uh, spinning. So that was my one major takeaway is, is helping these riders on their journey and just becoming a little, I don't care how small or, or big of a portion I was in their journey, but just being a little piece uh, 
of their fitness journey or their recovery journey was uh, something for me that I, I really enjoyed. Um, second thing, it's, um, I got old in my old age. I, I love clubbing back in the day. Maybe I still do. It's you get in a dark room, you could pump that music up. You turn the lights on. There's, there's nothing like it. It's you come completely absorbed with the vibe and, and the music and the atmosphere. There's, there's nothing like it for me, for sure. I love that. Um, so at some point you came across a turning point where you decided you wanted to pursue some, some training and you reached out to me. Um, what, 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 what did that process look like if you kind of replay the steps and kind of the thoughts that you had and the experience? Um, I guess I'll, I'll rewind it. I, I don't know if you recall, it's, I think I was the last writer that you read that maybe you haven't had in your class or, or you were trying to get me into your class. <laughs> yeah, basically I was teaching mostly 6 a.m. classes. So I taught like something like Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Monday, Wednesday, Friday or something. And you like could Friday. rarely make it to 6 a.m. But then yeah. from time to time, I would substitute for a 5.30 or I would get a permanent 5.30 slot, maybe a 6.30 here and there. And then like finally after like months of pestering and tagging you on Instagram, <laughs> we finally found like uh, a time that worked for both of us where you were able to make it to the class. And it was just like, that was something that I really leveraged was just uh, taking people on Instagram and getting them to come to the class <laughs> and just like uh, utilizing a little bit of a hype video because like I'm introverted by nature, but extroverted on Instagram. Right. Um, and so we finally made that, that connection because we had seen each other around the studio. We had both been to other instructors classes and it was time for you to get the Chris little experience. Yeah. They are, are Pokemon catch them all. As you said, I think at that I point. think so. I, I think yeah. I was just trying to scoop up all the regulars. <laughs> so, oh, exactly. So you, our schedule is finally aligned. Um, sat in your class, you, you killed us with jogs. And I mean, I enjoyed it. You, you always had a good energy. You always have very good motivation for as long as I've known you. Um, I think about that time you were transitioning into your physical training role, if I remember correctly. Um, I don't know if that was the same day. Maybe, yeah, like you said, we were running in other instructors' classes. Maybe it was one of those uh, classes where after I kind of caught you at the desk and was like, hey, Chris, um, I hear your personal training. Like, let's just give it a shot. To me, it's, I've never been to the gym, maybe once or twice in high school. Another one of those things where, hey, let's challenge ourselves. You're already here. You're, you're doing fitness stuff. Let's take it to the next level. Let's start doing some strength training. And, and, and I think a lot of that is you're very approachable. Um, I've seen a lot of fitness trainers or personal trainers where I just, I just don't mesh with them, uh, for, for lack of words. Um, seeing you, even though your eyes are like very steely and then kind of scary to stare into, you've always given me that good vibe. Our first session together, first sessions together have always been easy, nice and conversational. Um, always here to the gym but with you beside me like none of that uh, intimidation factor was there for me i love that um something that i really strongly believe in is in giving people kind of more of a sense of autonomy that sense of independence so that they can almost tackle anything that they come across in life not that they need to do it by themselves but that you just get this newfound energy probably comparable to what you may feel when you get into the rhythm with being a spin instructor. But 
in life where you can set foot in any gym in North America and nobody has shit on you. Like you can go up, lift heavy, whatever equipment you want and get the experience that you came for. Um, and it's a never ending process. We're all kind of working on that for ourselves. Cause there's always going to be some place that throws us a curveball, and we kind of second guess ourselves. But with regards to that goal, what has your process been for gaining more autonomy within your strength training routine? Like taking me out of the equation with you finding your confidence, like what have been the things uh, that you've noticed in yourself that have increased um, since you started training and since you've trained on your own, just like through your home workouts, et cetera. Right. You mean this, this six pack is, is not a, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, well, it's also a good question. Um, I guess I'll start with a lot of the drive that I find right now is I'm going to have a baby daughter or a one and a half year old here is, and maybe I always thought about that constantly being injured is, Hey, you're, you want to be a parent one day you want to have the energy and not be broken all the time to, to kind of chase your kids around and enjoy your energy and then your time with them growing up. What I found so yeah, I'm still spinning. I'm still doing at home workouts is, Hey, it's given me more day to day kind of, I guess functional functional mobility and strength is that I'm I'm always constantly sitting at a desk, but when I'm up and out uh, and my work day is over, I can I can run around with Bella when she's she's running around in the house. Um, I don't have to worry about my knees or anything buckling or, or, or stuff like that killing me on a day to day basis. Is yeah, like I'm a lot of that, and I have to bring you into the pictures. Like you've taught me a lot of functional training or uh functional movements which I, I take into my my life after you essentially um i'm doing the things to to keep me going on a daily basis and with the goal that i'm not gonna be an old man when i'm 40 and my kids are, are five or something <laughs> uh, in doing that well i mean that that's kind of what i strive for I, uh, one of my online clients is my dad and I told my dad that he's going to be an online client forever. Like, uh, he, I, I call him a sponsored athlete cause it's my dad. So I've sponsored his, his costs, <laughs> but, um, essentially it's just kind of one of those things where you're building it into your lifestyle and, and the why behind why you're building it into your lifestyle. It, lifestyle is these external factors like family and being able to kind of like reflect on your quality of life and say yes this is where I want it to be you talk about uh, getting to like your 40s and wanting that quality of life that can only be achieved through the habits that you have today and that that is how I view fitness I don't we kind of joked about abs and all that stuff like that could definitely be an outcome for many people and it is an outcome for a lot of people but um, it is not the, the end goal. And for some people, it's just like, it's, it's not the thing that is realistic to think about at top of mind because there are so many other much more, um, incredible benefits that come from self-awareness. And as I said earlier, just that sense of autonomy, that sense of confidence, um, 
whenever I talk to people about you as one of my clients, the things that excite me the most is uh, essentially all of the the really meaningful leaps in your personal life that you have made since we first started training together. Like you have found your partner in life. You are a dad. So like, yeah. let, let's talk about that journey a bit. Like what, how did that come to be? Like, what were the steps? Cause it happened really fast, but oh, yeah. what was yeah. it like? Cause it, it's, it's honestly really nice to hear about. Oh, for sure. The, so 2018 was a, I guess that was a, a tough point in my life and also a turning point in my life is I think I remember during my first before during spin training right before my first spin class I was I was in Toronto on vacation um kind of with my friend at the time and talking about how kind of I was or like as a person always very cynical um I think a person or the run you know today is very positive um at that point four years ago very cynical conversation was hey like maybe change your attitude and, and how you want to view your life and enjoy your life like be happier i flew back to edmonton um by chance uh my wife risa was like here on like with some mutual friends here i guess i walked into a wendy's meeting these mutual friends <laughs> like she was at the wendy's okay i agreed to meet up with them and that was something I wouldn't do as a regular person then, but that advice to take things more positively. I did it. Okay, let's go meet up with uh, friends and family there. And I walked into Wendy's and like, honestly, it was, I would say love at first sight. It's, uh, I saw this girl and that's kind of who I wanted to talk to and, and get to know at that point in time. And from there, we had that journey. It's, we met for a brief time. She flew back home. We were coordinating through social media or, or which was is nice um world is really connected nowadays you don't really feel far apart from from whoever you are or wherever they are we plan to get away to hawaii san francisco um uh, did that um it actually we pulled the trigger and like like you said we came up very quickly we said we'd do it so we met up had a great time went our separate ways I think Christmas came around. Um, I can't remember what year that is. She's going to hate me for not remembering, but Christmas came around. We figured, hey, let's spend the holidays together. Um, we did that, and I guess I'll, I'll backtrack a little because I think during that time, I was, again, it was a very tough time for me. I was, at that point, I was getting laid off of my very first adult job. Um, I had, like, obviously, it was very stressful for me. And, I'm trying to meet this new girl who I'm absolutely in love with to, to get together with. And, but uh, I guess got things together, planned, met up in, I think it was New York we were at at that time, had a great time again. And then kind of there, it kind of took off and we got married maybe a year, a year later, we, we woke up one day and kind of just decided to pull the trigger. It's like, Hey, let's, Let's get a few of our friends and family together, whoever we can. Um, get to book a nice sunny day, get a nice commissioner to get us nice and married. And, and well, I guess we did that. Is we got married shortly after, maybe a year after, um, right before the pandemic began. We were in Vegas, um, just enjoying ourselves. We're trying to enjoy ourselves and 
the the course we find out that we're we're pregnant in vegas we're we're supposed to be having a lot of fun like partaking a lot of vices there but obviously we can't anymore so that was our big news right before the pandemic hit um march 8th hits we're back here we're we're in lockdown two years later we have uh our little girl isabella running around the house uh, keeping us occupied so there there is so much to take away from that and i'll give my my perspective from the whole journey because i was lucky enough to know you from before from during all the stress like i can reflect on we there was a lot of times when we finish off a training session and then we just take time to just chat as friends afterwards because like my my schedule had the time for it and i wanted to be there for you as a friend and it just like it was uh formative uh, for me to have that kind of a connection with a client at that part in my career, because like I realized like why I was in the industry, it's it's way more than watching people count their like counting people's reps and watching people work out. It's just like you're making lifelong connections. And something that I wanted to call out was you talked about your your friendships with your friends that you've known for like your whole life and the loyalty that comes from that. And that's something that's really stood out to me when I think about you. You've been incredibly loyal as a friend and a client and just like someone who is just like always still there. And so that always makes me feel special. So I just wanted to to highlight that. But just to really draw attention to the fact that you talked about how such a tough point in your life but then when we zoom out on the entire situation, like what came out of that tough point is incredible. Um, first thing that I want to kind of reflect on is you talked about how you walked in the Wendy's and you kind of felt like it was love at first sight. And um, I just don't know what that means exactly. Like I know what it means, but I'm just like, how would you define that in a way that like for me, I'd be like, okay, this is, this is what Ryan was talking about. All right, I get it now. Oh, man. Okay. That's a, that's a good on the spot thing. The, uh, it was, how do I explain that? How do I explain that to her? It's, we've always had this connections. Like we've, we've locked eyes where we, we saw each other and it's like this, this spark, like between, I don't know, spark where, you know, how a spark jumps from one point to another. It's like, we've always felt connected without really knowing each other. It's, once we locked eyes or once we were in the same room, it's like, Hey, there's, there's some vibe between us that we just can't break. Um, that's just magnetizing, I guess, for, to describe it. Yeah. So as you've come across more obstacles and like things to overcome in your life, like, I mean, you've, you've moved around, you've done new, I think you took on your new career shortly after all of that stuff kind of happen like what kind of support do you receive from her and like what kind of support how do you support her back like how does that uh, mutual relationship unfold right and you know she maybe that was part of um what our journey was a big part of that is i was in a tough place and i think every step of the way she was always there encouraging me it's the first, I guess, first one was I, I was losing my job at that point. Um, I was still young. Uh, again, first adult job, not knowing where I was going to go after this. And there were some personal issues, at-home issues on the side that were going on. Um, so that just compounded to to a lot of the, the problems and the dark times that I, I was experiencing. 
but she was always there to to remind me to keep my head up to to have some confidence in my ability i guess in that case as an engineer uh, and, and as a person that hey maybe things will will pick up for you and i mean you just have to believe yourself and, and keep on pushing uh in that sense so she was there for that and a big component of me starting my career at uh, my, my new place was because of her it's i had a job offer through contacts um which is good to i mean i did have that fallback in a sense um but she just reminded me like hey try for something else maybe you don't need to settle for for the easiest job right now and she told me to apply for this job that was that that popped up right at the very last moment and lo and behold she she's giving me tips to i mean to to keep my confidence kill that interview and and seal the job and it's been three years now since i've been at this place and so she's always been my rock throughout these three four years um i mean we've had our struggles but uh, she's she's always encouraging and helping me be and continue that mindset of, of positivity and and keeping keeping on trudging forward essentially and i don't know has a, a support for her maybe i'm not the best uh, <laughs> I, I do my best she she does push me to become a, a better person to, to communicate more often she was a good or a big proponent of me saying yes to having a conversation with you on this podcast chris is like you said, I'm I'm very much an introvert. Uh, unless I'm on that bike or on social media, you will not see me talking much. So, again, she's she's pushed me to be a better person, be a better man. And I mean, I it's hard for me to reflect. I hope that I do the same for her. Um, I try my best in, in my own ways to to show her that I love her and that I support her. Like we have a beautiful child together, and we're we're happy. Uh, I guess at the end of the day and maybe one day you can ask her to see if I've <laughs> been a good foundation for her. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it, it's beautiful just hearing that reflection. And earlier today, I was actually doing a presentation for a team of people. And it was basically, we're going through um, what makes people unique and how that can be their strength. And it's not a strength that overshadows someone else and makes someone else seem more weak. But it's something that sometimes we have trouble identifying ourselves. Um, and then with the help of people who are close to us, we start to realize these things that stand out about us that other people look to us for. A lot of people struggle with that. And so anybody listening to this episode or watching the video, hopefully you take a moment to ask three people that are really uh, foundational to your life. Like, what are the things that you can count on me for? Or what are the things that you consider to be my strengths? Because refreshing on that is really helpful for making big decisions moving forward. Whether it's uh, putting your name in the hat for a better job or um, taking a risk and, and believing in yourself when it comes to like a goal that you have, be it spin instructing, or be it like finding someone that you might not have shot your shot at before. Like when it comes to Wendy's, like if, if I find myself in a Wendy's, maybe I'll scan the room a little more thoroughly kind of thing. But, and I kid, I kid, but it's just uh, little acts of reflection can be very helpful, which kind of uh, leapfrogs us to the next piece of the puzzle that I kind of wanted to talk about. So you're a dad now. 
and time has flown by. It feels like it was just yesterday that I saw the Instagram post and got all hyped up, but now like <laughs> time has passed by. What are the top three lessons that you can think of from fatherhood? Ooh, I guess number one for sure is to, to get some sleep. Uh, I know <laughs> as new parents, they'll tell you you're not going to get any sleep. You're, you're not. Um, but if you can, try to find as much space in your day to, to sneak in a nap or, or, or find that uh, little rest or reset so you do have the energy to, to keep on carrying on. Two, oh, maybe be show some patience. Um, I guess that goes as a new dad, both to mom and, and baby, um, or baby and especially mom. Like when we, when I deal with uh, Bella, like I'm in my head, I'm always aware that like she's a baby. She doesn't know what she's doing or couldn't know any better. So I, my string of patience is very long with her. Uh, at times like with Larissa at home, it's like, kind of like, sometimes we get short, but you don't kind of, have that uh, patience when you're tired of it, when you don't have, when you don't meet your, your lesson number one is sleep, you, you start to get cranky and you kind of take it down each other. So two is to show some patience uh, with your partner and, and your baby um, to remember that we're all in the same boat, new to all of this parenting and new to all of this to, to kind of be patient with each other. Um, we're all doing our best uh, that we can. Three, I do not know what three would be, is to keep on moving. Uh, like we started off as functional training and, and kind of getting your cardio. And I find, like you said, it's, it helps to build that quality of life and, and reach the goals that I want personally is to, to have the energy at the end of the day to, to keep up with everyone and keep up with everything in the household and work and, and life in general. So yeah, keep on moving. Keep uh, keep your cardio levels up. <laughs> do some strength training. Personally, like I try to do that every night in, in the smallest of uh, windows when I can, um, just so the next day I'm refreshed and, and ready to roll. Yeah, well, I mean, it comes back to work capacity. Like, I, it can't be overlooked to the value that comes with training to like increasing your volume with training. So with that, what I'm kind of outlining is that as you strength train, you're adding load, you're adding resistance, and it's increasing your energy uh, expenditure. So uh, that's going to in turn increase your appetite. It's going to increase the amount of work that you can do in a day, be it in the gym or in the household. It's going to increase the residual energy that you have after you've done all the commitments that you have in your life where you can be like, okay, now I get to take care of myself. Now I get to do some stuff where you don't just like pass out at the end of the day. So that's the beauty of like the lifestyle of maintaining a fitness routine where it uh, truly equips you to keep ascending to different levels and keep upgrading and keep leveling up no matter how many people are in your family and no matter how many people depend on you or how much support you have or, or whatever the, the case may be during that season of life. Something that uh, I often like to highlight or talk about with people is goals. Um, another part of what I was working on this morning was like uh, going over vision and goals with people. So when it comes to you, uh, what... 
what are some goals that you have on the horizon? What's kind of, what's cooking for the future for you? <laughs> um, well, we've been stuck in the house for a couple of years now. It's, it would be nice to, to sneak out and travel like me and Risa used to do and kind of see other things, do try other food in other places and, and take our daughter with us to, to enjoy that. Um, career wise, I mean, it's, it's been so long. I've been an engineer for 10 years now and like a goal of mine really would be to, to maybe when they sit down and think of where that career, where I, where I want that career to take me. Um, I mean, I've, I've been in the same role at both the workplaces I've been at and maybe I should start thinking about whether I want to move up um, in a role or responsibilities instead of kind of floating around where I am and, and being happy uh, or, or content maybe. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, for myself, there there's a plethora of different people in my life that I go to for kind of uh, reality checks or perspective checks or just insights, uh, things that kind of uh keep me understanding that like the world is bigger than the little box that I've created around myself. And there are uh, more ways to do a thing. Like if one thing doesn't work out, how can we uh, pivot around this and, and make something else work out? And I found that to be incredibly valuable. It's helped me to continue to push myself to grow as a trainer, as a human being. It's helped me diversify to survive the pandemic, etc. Uh, when it comes to you and you're trying to get your reality checks, your perspective checks, things that kind of keep you moving forward, uh, where do you get that from? Well, I guess, I, first of all, from from Risa, she definitely kicks me in the butt to, to think about where <laughs> our life, our shared life is, is going to go, um, whether that is to think about career-wise. Um, even something like where we live and, and where we want to educate our daughter eventually. Um, she has always been a constant reminder to think about those things, kind of slow down as me as a person, always go, go, go. I haven't, I mean, I'm an engineer, but I have a component of me where I don't always think I just want to do and, and kind of bull rush my way through everything. A part of our relationship is she's, taught me to slow down um, as a person and, and think about those things that, hey, there are, there is a tomorrow to, to think about and like to plan for um, in that sense. So she's a good component of that. My friend base and my family base or my friends, especially that, that circle that I have, they're always there. Um, if I can't get the answers or bounce off the ideas from family at home here. They're always just a phone call away or a message away to, to kind of bounce an idea off and, and maybe chat about something that that's going on that I can't find an answer here for or there for in my head for. Um, so they, I guess those two things in my life have always been a, a good mirror for me. So within all those interactions, like we can often get like feedback, things that we're not expecting, or just ways that other people see things that just give us like a, a fresh outlook. Um, on that topic, what's been the most profound feedback you've ever received when you're talking to one of your people? Um, 
maybe to I, I guess I think I've, I've touched on it, is to to be more positive uh, again the difference between the me today and then and, and four years ago is basically night and day um, to attack life in with a positive more positive attitude um, rather than thinking that the world is against me and like I hate everything um, I've taken that to heart and, and kind of carry that forward and, and my day-to-day life, my career and, and spin as an instructor um, really does reinforce that. Well, I mean, that piece there is pretty relatable. Like I've found that in my own like career journey and just changing of industries, uh, just my, my outlook and my perspective and the way that I show up in the world has definitely transformed. And hopefully people kind of understand that there are certain things that we have control of that aren't necessarily easy to facilitate, but they are within reach. So like little things like how we start our day, the things that we prioritize, like you're within your immediate small family that you have, like you're very family oriented. And then that uh, transposes out to your career stuff because your cup is full, you're feeling supported, you're feeling that deep sense of purpose and being a dad. And it just compounds with time as we've kind of reflected on like earlier in the episode. But uh, knowing what you know now, if you were able to talk to the person from before that was much more negative, uh, what would you say to them to uh, give them a hand to get them back on their feet? Uh, I guess I maybe remind myself the same exact thing every day is that it's kind of okay to how do I word that it, it's it's okay to to wallow for for so long and and kind of that dark air and and kind of be sad and, and angry at everything but you have to remember that there is always I guess like you said an approach to life that will give you brighter days um and maybe I guess brighter days and, and happier days there's that you can't you can wallow for you can only wallow for so long uh, until you get stuck in that little pit um you need to come out of it and find a way to do that and positivity and, and kind of finding people to support you out of that is maybe the way out of there i mean knowing that the sun will rise again is a pretty powerful thought to kind of ruminate on to kind of think about because I mean, we can anticipate dark days ahead. We can anticipate obstacles and things that bring us down and heavy emotions and things that we kind of feel that we can't overcome. But then when we look back as to everything that we've each respectively overcome and the uh, the victories and the the times that we surprised ourselves with things that we've achieved, we can apply that context to everything in front of us and realize that... Uh, we're pretty capable. We're we're able to do things. We're able to create routines. We're able to step out of our comfort zone and implement things that we didn't know were going to be successful, but they worked out anyway. And that's a pretty powerful place for a person to dwell in as long as they can stay in that space. And to kind of like recap everything, honestly, to hear about... Uh, the people that you've been been able to highlight, these friends of yours that you've had and like the connections that you've made, uh, the love at first sight, the fatherhood, all of these different things that tack on, tack on, tack on. Um, 
it's uh it's going to be interesting to see how the the journey continues and how you continue to find new ways to test yourself and to ascend and to learn and be challenged and be nervous and scared and sad and mad and happy all at the same time right yeah you know you, you said it earlier today it's i mean i if you zoom out on everything over the past four years i've had pockets of shit i had to deal with um but if you look at the details or where i am now it's hey something good came out of this something good came out of that um like to to reflect on a broader level like we get through the bullshit essentially um if you keep your head up and and just kind of keep going every time something has rattled me to the core every time something that has just made me feel like quitting and i've felt like quitting tons of times in all kinds of contexts um the outcome the thing that happens after uh catches me off guard like it's it uh, surprises me time and time again. And it's to the point where it's happened so consistently that when I come across struggle that feels like it can't be overcome, I'll lean on my support network to just be able to just uh, stay where I'm at for as long as I can until I feel like I can leap forward. And that leap forward is, uh, is a game changer. Like, oh, sure when people experience these things, they'll, they'll be able to relate. And many people listening to this will probably be able to relate because I can imagine, uh, things like the pandemic have tested people, things like, uh, their why for entering their fitness journey. Perhaps maybe they're at a point right now where they're like, I just need something motivational to bring me out of this rut. Or I feel like the last two, three years have really handed my butt to me, or maybe they just got laid off or maybe they picked out this big goal that they wanted to conquer. And they're like, what are the odds that I'm going to be able to do that? Like, uh, we'll just laugh about that one in the office. And then a year later, two years later, they're like, Hey, hmm, look at me now. I actually did it. <laughs> so my hope is that people can take components of, of your journey, your story, and uh, it uh, lights a little bit of fire under their butt, just kind of gets them thinking about what's possible, uh, what their human experience has in store for them. Um, but I mean, with all of that being said, is there any like parting words of wisdom or advice that you'd leave the audience with to kind of like give them a, a head start? Uh, I guess can I go back to a little story is it, maybe it does add a human element to it. And I said that Faro planted the seed, um, for my journey as becoming a speed instructor. And, you know, she did, she gave me an opportunity to take that opportunity. And, you know, at the very last moment I backed out, I wasn't confident in myself. Um, I said, no, even though she, they have adjusted their schedules to accommodate me, I said, no, I couldn't do it. I didn't believe in myself. Um, nervous. I had all of those feelings, zero confidence in, in thinking that I could achieve what they were asking me. And just like that, I, I let that opportunity pass. And months later, it, it came back. Uh, I took those six months to, to better myself and, and feel more confident in myself, um, whether that meant more training or, or kind of just putting yourself in that mental mindset that, yeah, you're, you're good enough and finding your support network to, to help you believe in that uh, in yourself and having them believe in you telling you that they believe in you. So there was that, like we are 
I don't know if I would, I like to say that people say, take the opportunity when it's there. And me as a person, I didn't take it. Um, I got lucky enough that it came back full circle. Um, and that second chance was, was everything for me. That's going to happen more times than people are willing to admit. And I can explain what I mean there. So many of the things where I have finally gotten my win was my third try. I have failed at more things than I can count on two hands. And as much as at first it was embarrassing, now it's a point that I take a pride in because I'm like, a lot of people quit after their first failure, their second failure. I kept going and I finally got a win at the third. And the amount of value that you add to everything that you do after facing that much feedback after having to refine your process, after being that much more self-aware, like you are better for having failed. So collect those failures like candy in a candy dish. Right. So I'm hoping that people get some takeaways from this. Um, and that is basically all we have for the day, but uh, it's been a pleasure getting to have you on the show today, Ryan. So thank you so much for joining me. No, thanks for having me, Chris. Uh, I even fixed my hair for you. So. It's beautiful as always. You've always been <laughs> someone you, with the best hair. So I, I've noticed it for years. And thanks for being on the show. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs>